Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Haunting Zone. And now your host, Chief Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> hey, everybody, yeah. what's going on? Looking forward to this one, man. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week, and hopefully one of the things that we talked about last week could possibly be on here. I'm looking forward because, we're, again, we're talking about the, uh, the state of Illinois. And Illinois is one that has had its fair share of paranormal activities, creepy attractions, and so forth. Whether you want to look for the portal to hell, ghostly gangsters, or playful little poltergeists. I think we're going to find this out here. Uh, if you want to go ahead and knock out the first one, we can go ahead and take it from here. Yep. Uh, so first up on the list, we got a little place called Cave in yep. Rock. Um, so Cave in Rock State Park uh, can be found on the Ohio River, and it is known as one of the most to- most notorious treasure hunting spots in southern Illinois. So between the 1790s and the 1870s, so almost a hundred years right. span there, the area was rife with river pirates, highwaymen, counterfeiters, and horse Ooh. thieves. They hang horses. They kill horses. So, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of, and, a lot of those uh, 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 laws back then. You mean pirates, highwaymen? Counterfeiters, counterfeiting was punishable by death back then. A lot of stuff was punishable by death. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, river pirates. I mean, that's still a big thing yeah. today in you know some of the third yeah, world yeah, countries. Things you hear more about in Somalia uh, and a lot of those uh, coastal yeah. Uh, countries. Yeah. So um, it is believed that as much as one million dollars worth of stolen loot and counterfeit cash changed hands in the area between the 1790s and 1830s. How much you think that how much you think uh, that is in terms of, of, of the inflation? How much you think? Oh, inflation uh so a million dollars in you know the the early 1700 or early 1800s would probably be like a billion dollars right today. Uh, it's crazy how much inflation is and the, the difference between the worth of money uh, then as, as opposed to now. Yeah, so one of the most well-known stories is related to the Mason mm-hmm. gang allegedly hiding a stash of gold in the cave, but Samuel Mason was captured and beheaded before it could mm-hmm. be retrieved. Um, so now visitors to Cave in Rock State Park claim to hear moans and cries echoing from inside the cave, and they wonder if this is Mason searching for his loot. Mm. Yeah, almost, almost like the so, ghost coming back to like, you know, get what he lost at one point. But even if he doesn't find his right. loot, he still can't take it with him. So it's like he's. Maybe the moans and cries are him knowing he can never take his loot away, you know, you know. Right. But but then you wonder, has somebody found this loot? Was there ever really any loot in this area? I mean, because you got to think 1790s to 2020, somebody has had to have found 
the stuff right. in this case. Which I mean, you but know? hell, people are still looking for DB Cooper's money. You know what I mean? So that, I, mean, there, I mean, there's always a possibility that the loot could possibly still be out there, and who knows if somebody, some you know, you know, uh, ghost hunter wants to go out there and maybe not maybe explore the cave. Maybe they stumble upon it. Or if you find the loot, does Mason haunt you? Or is he, you know, does he do something to you? You know, which none of those things have ever been reported or anything that we know of. So, you know. Right. Nothing that we know of. Uh, So we'll go ahead and we'll go on to the very next one. This is in Carbondale, Illinois, and it's the BPL Plasma. Uh, Now, the building that that is now... The building that now houses a PBL plasma once served as a stately cement post office in Carbondale. Uh, According to employees, there are are some very strange things, excuse me, that have happened inside that building. Um, It is fairly common for doors to open and close by themselves, and there are mass and there is a massive chandelier in the lobby that swings back and forth pretty much on its own. Which, if you've ever seen a big ass okay. chandelier before, and then things start swinging, you get a little paranoid, you know. Because the heavier the chandelier, you better hope you got some pretty good, you know, solid chain that's holding it up. Or, you know, bye bye, you know, bye bye you, because you're fixing to get your head caved in. Anyway, one employee, right. a night janitor, claimed that he was locked in a closet when he was the only person in the building at that time. It is not clear exactly who is haunting the property. But there have been many reports of a female apparition wearing a long dress floating around the lobby. In fact, the woman has even been captured standing behind employees in photographs that have been taken as part of the building. Ooh, now that's kind of creepy in and of itself. Could you, so could you imagine you're out with your family or maybe you're out with your wife or you're out with friends? You decide to take a selfie, or you have somebody that you rent a, some passerby take a picture of you, and then you look at the picture and you realize uh, there's somebody else in this picture. And you automatically think, oh, that's a photo bomb. I ain't worried about it. And then you start to look at it, it's like, oh, right. okay, this person's face that really doesn't look that, you know, human. And they're kind of faded into the background. That's kind of strange, you know. Um, and even and even in the case of the night janitor being locked in the closet with he when he's the only person in the building now with him being the only person in the building maybe that's a bit of a stretch because when you work in big buildings like this obviously there's some unless it's like a privately owned business you would be the only one in there but if you're just a night janitor i'm pretty sure more than one janitor works that worked at this place you know so that could be that could easily right. be a situation. Yeah, you, somebody, you wouldn't think that they only had one right. janitor. That could easily be a situation of you know, but you know, but then again, the apparition. You know, when the woman, you see the woman in the long dress. You know, how many ghost stories have we heard of the woman in the long dress? Not to say, uh, right? You uh, know, I'm I'm beginning to think that a lot of these ghosts die in their nightgowns. That's what I'm thinking. Um, uh, it, yeah, it seems like nightgowns, that. wedding dresses. You know. Hoochie Mama outfits. If you if you're from Alaska, you know. And by the way, if you guys want to go check out the hauntings of Alaska, uh, check out uh, the other episodes. Um, uh, so yeah, it's pretty interesting, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you because you've heard you know taking pictures. And I think that wasn't there a movie uh, a while back where if you took that they you would take pictures. God, I can't. 
can't think of the name of the movie off the top of my head. It was on Netflix. It was one of those recommended movies. And I can't remember it off the top of my head. It wasn't Fatal Frame. That, that was a video game. Uh, I cannot remember the name of it. But watch it. Watch it. We're, we're, I'm, me trying to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. But I'll be sleeping. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. That was the name of that movie. And then I'll come back the very next yep. episode and be like, well, so, to, uh, re, to, so to hash what we did last week. So anyway. Um, anyway, you got the next one, Bubba? Yep. Next up, we're going to talk about Devil's Bake Oven in Grand Tower. There we go. All right. Now, just just the name of it, I'm like, what in the right. hell? We calling it the Devil Bake Oven? Is this like a playoff the Easy Bake <laughs> Oven? Uh, hey, 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 they, they, hey, the cakes come out looking like little pentagrams or something. <laughs> you right. Put the icing on, you know, you right. light the candles on five different points. Uh, a little pitchfork. <laughs> So, the Devil's Bake Oven is a cave that sits along the Mississippi River, and it is home to one of Southern Illinois' most famous, not to mention oldest, legends. All right. The story goes that a young lady called Esmeralda found herself head over heels in love with the captain of a riverboat. However... Esmeralda's father did not approve of this match and they had to court in ah, secret. Oh yeah. On the pop- uh, are you are you are you getting like a Romeo and Juliet vibe almost? Yeah, just a little Romeo and Juliet there, you know. You got the, the two houses that are not to be aligned. Right. Uh, so unfortunately, one day Esmeralda received word that her beloved captain had been killed in a boiler explosion. And in her grief, she flung herself into the river and drowned. Oh, if that's not Romeo and Juliet, right? come on. Right. Right? So, she is believed to be the lady in white that people frequently see in and around Devil's Bake Oven. So, yeah. So, Juliet killed herself, and now she haunts the area where she killed herself. I mean, that's on you. That's on you, baby. That's on you. Right. All right. Uh, So there have been reports of disembodied moans, shrieking, and sobbing. Um, I can understand the sobbing because, you know, she was in love, the guy died, then she killed herself, so now she's crying because she can't have him because... If you um, if you believe in the effects of heaven and hell, um, only good people go to heaven. And uh, if you kill yourself, you can't get into heaven because it, it, it's 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 a weird kind it, of thing. What, what it is uh, is that it's considered different religions. Yeah, well, well, what it, in a sense, and this is I kind of believe it in the same concept too, is that it's 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 a sin that you cannot be forgiven for because you're dead. Therefore, you right. cannot speak forgiveness. However, there's a difference. See, I believe that there's a difference between suicide and sacrifice. If you if you commit suicide for your own personal selfish reasons, then yeah, that's kind of that that's more along the lines of okay, you cannot be forgiven. However, if you sacrifice yourself right. to save someone, it's considered an honor, you know, and you know because it's more right. of a you gave your life to to save someone as Christ gave His life to save others. You see. And I just spilled my beer. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. All right, so right. go ahead and continue. So, uh, 
<clears throat> there are the remnants of foundations close to the cave and historians have found photographs showing that there was indeed a manor house there which gives the story just a little more credibility right. um you know and, but in terms of so, like yeah and a lot of people talk about like in terms of in terms of credibility like well hell was it you know um and you gotta think like back in the day you know there was really no like proof of a lot of stuff and it wasn't proven right. that the man died because 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 the way you describe it honestly because i mean you think okay this is kind of like a romeo and juliet type thing but then we're unfortunately Very one day much. received word that her beloved died especially if her father did not know what if her father found out and what if her father was like i'm gonna i'm gonna make my daughter think that that he's dead so that he won't come around anymore and maybe she dies and commits suicide and maybe he's stricken with grief as well you know maybe one of them disembodied moans and shrieks and sobs is maybe him crying because maybe he's responsible for the death of his daughter not the you know it's it's very much right i mean that that's a good theory you know we we can play a little fan fiction here of course of course because i feel like you know many (laughs) things can be explained um you know or many things can be theorized um as long as but like we said before as long as it's interesting you know i think you know we can come up with some interesting shit um anyway that being said so we're gonna go ahead and jump on to the next one um crenshaw house and this is in equality illinois uh now I'm actually looking at a picture of it right now. It actually looks like a pretty nice house. Uh, oh, them white picket fences. Anyway, um, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check out these pictures and read up about any of any of the other things that we talk about on this episode or any of our other episodes, Chip, where can they go check this place out? Uh, you can check out hauntedrooms.com where you can book a uh, book you a hotel room in a haunted place maybe if yes, you so choose and, it, and i'm pretty sure they have some pretty good deals and discounts um and but anyway we're going to get back to this real quick uh crenshaw house in equality illinois was originally known as hickory hill but it is also oh nice. i'm sorry i yeah. said oh nice yeah hickory hill. but it is also known locally as the old slave house it was used as a reverse oh. it was used as it was used in the reverse underground railroad to capture free black people and then sell them back into slavery who yeah boy this shit just got deep real quick uh especially in the climate yep. that we're in today in this episode in this particular uh entry on the list pops up so some of these slaves were kept in illinois in order to work the salt tracks owned by john hart crenshaw the attic of the house was a torture chamber when crenshaw would shackle slaves into makeshift cells and whip them okay this is this this guy's really pissing me off rumors and ghosts in the attic um began rumors of ghosts began in the attic at about eight about the 1800s but unbeknownst to the local unbeknownst to the locals the strange moans that they were hearing were actually coming from the very much alive slaves 
However, when the house reopened as a tourist attraction back in the 1920s, visitors started to hear very strange noises all through the house, especially coming from the attic. It is also said that blood stains appear and disappear on the walls. Oh, man. Huh. I didn't think... I, I was under the assumption that Illinois was... Um, wasn't a wasn't a slave state like I, I was under the impression that they were um fighting for the north and that you know they were that that, that, that it wasn't my god you know it it bothers me in some aspects that something like this you know ha- even if back it was back in the 1800s obviously so people obviously were ignorant in that sense um yeah it's whew. I, people, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't uh, expecting to get this deep in in an episode of uh, the hauntings of because normally we we're very jovial and we're very back and forth with it. Um, but yeah, this one's this one's one that that, that kind of irks me very much because I'm very I'm very much against anything you know racist at you know at at you know at ever you know in my life. So right. Um, so for this one particularly, um, for those who still go there, can can you still go to the Crenshaw House? Can is it still readily accessible? Um, can we book a room? Uh, I don't think that the Crenshaw House is still yeah. standing. Well, you know, and 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 the thing about it is, is that. You know, because once again, you go and if you went back then, you know, and then you hear the screams and you hear the, you know, the whip cracking and you hear all these things. It's just oh, like it like right now I'm sick to my stomach because it, this type of shit literally pisses me off that so many, you know, African-Americans were treated in this manner. You know what I mean? Um, so let's 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 go ahead and move on to the next one because i'll this is right i don't want to go on uh you know so let's go on to the next one by the way ladies and gentlemen black lives matter go ahead chip uh hold on i i doing just a little bit of research here um it actually looks uh like the crenshaw house it's um it's a historic site so yes it is still standing um and you can tour it. It is open twenty four hours a mm. day. Uh, so, damn. Yeah, there's that. Uh, so, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, you you can go visit Crenshaw House if, if you like. Uh, so next up is uh, Elmwood Cemetery in Centralia, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with Central, but it's Centralia. Yeah. Uh, so it uh, it was originally known Elmwood Cemetery was originally known as Centralia Cemetery up until 1921, and even though it has been in use since the 1860s, it was not officially established until 1877. So what was it? Just a makeshift gravesite or a killing field or something? Um. Yeah. I guess so. Because uh, we talked about that a little bit last week as yeah, well, so, you know, the, the unnamed tombs and things like that, or unnamed graves, you know, where they would put a number and not right. a name. Well, that's um, a lot of a lot of the uh, 
the the black people that uh, fought in the Confederate War, you know, they're buried in uh, pauper cemeteries where you know they just didn't know who these people were. Right. Um, so you know, they just buried them with a number, uh, which is very sad. I mean, and it it was it was mostly the black people, but a, a lot of uh, white soldiers. Uh, were done that way right. as well, where they they just didn't know who right. they were. Uh, but yeah. I digress, and uh, so there's one popular ghost story connected to the cemetery, which is characterized by the haunting strains of faint violin music. Ooh, it's a little phantom of the Maybe, opera. Yeah, Maybe. I, I, I can dig a little. Uh, I, I can dig a little violin. Can't play for shit, yeah. but I can dig a little violin. Uh, so, <laughs> right? Maybe I'll do a little violin music for the background of go. this episode. Cool. Um, excuse me. So, witnesses claim to have heard the music in Elmwood Cemetery after dark, and it has been attributed to a statue deep in the graveyard known to locals as Violin hmm. Annie. Okay. So the uh, statue sits on top of a large monument that resembles a Greek temple. The statue depicts a young woman with long flowing hair holding a violin. Mm -hmm. Uh, The statue represents Harriet Annie, the daughter of Dr. Winfield and Eloine Marshall. She died of diphtheria in 1890, just after she turned the age of 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, the statue has been known to glow slightly in the night at times when the violin music can be heard. So is Harriet Annie playing or practicing her music lessons even in right. Um I never heard of this diphtheria before. And I actually just looked up because it says diphtheria is a serious infection. Uh, you know where I originally heard of... Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you know where I originally heard of diphtheria? Uh-uh. Playing Oregon Trail. Really? I always, always, always say, hey, yes. you died of dysentery. Like, that was, <laughs> that was my. You, yep, you could die of dysentery on there too, but yep, I, I heard of diphtheria yeah, in it says Oregon it is Trail. a very serious infection uh-huh. caused by strains of bacteria called uh, Corian uh, bacteria. It says that it is basically. <laughs> you almost, almost said did, yeah. Um, it says it can. It can lead to difficulty breathing, heart failure, paralysis, and even death. The CDC recommends vaccines for infants, children, teens, and adults to prevent diphtheria. Um, it says that uh, the quick overview is a sheet of gray, thick matter covers the back of the throat, making it very difficult to breathe. Symptoms include sore throat, fever, swollen lymph nodes, and uh, significant weakness. Uh, treatment includes antibiotics or an antitoxin that neutralizes the diphtheria toxin. Vaccine is readily available. However, it is very rare, only fewer than 20,000 cases in the U.S. Yeah, so... Oh, wow. We, so that... yeah, Right, so rare. for it to be only 20,000, and plus, you got to think, this... Um, this was back in the year 1890 so obviously maybe a vaccine or any type of treatment was completely unavailable at the time you know um, but even then even with if somebody this day you know knock on wood hopefully they won't get it um, 
now, you know, or if they do get it, then it'll be, right. it could be easily fixed or something. Um, but anyway, back to the thing. Yeah, the playing of the violin music. Um, you know, violins have been known to, for, you know, for many different things. A lot of it is used for lullabies and things like that. Could it be more or less like the violin is drawing people closer to listen in more intently to it? You know what I mean? Almost like you're, you know, you can, it's almost like you're still hearing, you know, the violin. You, it's like, it's almost like she went to her grave. Like this is all that she knew. So this is all that she can do. You know, it wasn't love. It wasn't, you know, anything like that, that, you know, she longed for. It was more of, you know, she was, you know, after she turned 11 years old, 11 year, you know, 11 year olds are still wanting to do 11 year old things, you know? So if she played the violin and she loved it and she enjoyed it, and that's the legacy that she leaves behind, basically, you know, that's something that a lot of people like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, Harriet Annie, you know, Violent Annie, you know, because that's what, that's a story that they've always been told. And, you know, when you hear it, very, it may be faintly that you hear it, but you still hear it. You know what I mean? And uh, it gives a creepiness right. to it, but at the same time, because violins can be creepy, um, especially when, anytime you think of violins, like I like a little, like a sweet violin or something like that, or, um, but you don't want to hear that because that's like psycho music and you're fixing somebody's fixing it stabbed in the shower or some shit <laughs> but right but yeah but yeah you know that's that was very interesting so all right so let's go on to the next one i'm probably going to butcher this i want to say that's pulaski am i correct on that one there you go pulaski, pulaski yes. county courthouse in mound city illinois the reports of paranormal activity here have been counting have been coming in for literally three whole decades the courthouse was originally built in 1911 and the basement housed the, the county jail up until it was remodeled fairly recently one of the earliest paranormal encounters saw students from the lovejoy school uh, opposite the courthouse seeing a apparition of a hanged man dangling from a tree outside the courthouse in the courthouse lawn However, it has been many, many years since anyone was hung in the Pulaski in, in Pulaski County. This is just one of four ghosts which are supposedly that supposedly still haunt the property. The hanged man is is believed to be the last hanged man in the county, as well as being seen in the tree. He also haunts the basement where he more than likely was held prior to his execution. The other ghosts include a former attorney who was who was accompanied by the who you can you know he's around because you can smell cigar smoke. A female spirit nicknamed oh. the Tifta woman, who apparently died in a car accident, and an elderly black woman. There's no actual de there's no actual um, description of her other than the elder an elderly black lady. Um, but yeah, All but. Right, you know, if you just if you just somebody you see somebody being hung, and it's like, well, we don't, you know, there's been no hangings in this county in you know so many years, and they're like, okay, well, we we literally just seen somebody get hung, so what the hell, you know, um, the the attorney that smells like cigar smoke, I'm, that's that's probably plausible, <laughs> um, considering the amount of stress that attorneys you know go through. We know several attorneys who. Um, get very very stressful especially in times of uh deadlines and right? going getting stuff you know filed in the correct timely manner and 
I've seen people get cursed at and screamed at and yelled at, you know, and like you, you want to look at them and say, get it, go, go smoke a cigarette or get something to drink or something, you know, you got to calm down. Um, and you know, but then you get that smell of cigar smoke, you know, and you know, me, I haven't had a cigarette in over two years now. Um, so a cigarette smoke obviously is like, Oh shit. Um, I'm still a sucker for black and milds though. I smell a black and mild and I was like, Ooh, I want one, you know, um, or an alcohol uh, or a cigarello or something like that. Um, an Al Capone, if I smell, smell that sweet yes. smell from an Al Capone. Yes. Bro. It ain't OV, yes. but it's close. Like, I'm like, eh, I want it. You know, um, the female spirit right. that they talk about, the nickname, the Tafeta woman. I don't know what that is. I don't know what, is she from, is, is her last name Tafeta? Is she from a city called Tafeta? You know, it says who apparently died in an accident. What type of accident was it? A suit? Was it a accidental overdose? Was it a car accident? I mean, you assume it's a car accident. You know, um, right? But you never know. But anyway, um, all right. Yeah. So you want to go ahead and jump to the next one? Yep. Next one, we're going to talk about the Rose Hotel in Elizabethton, Illinois. Um, so, um, at present, the hotel is owned by the Illinois Historic Preservation Agency who operates it as a bed and breakfast which means yes you can go and sleep at the Rose Hotel alright so the property was built around 1820 and it's currently the oldest active hotel in the entire state of Illinois Uh, the hotel is apparently haunted by the spirit of its former owner, Sarah Rose. Okay. Um, Guests say that they have seen an apparition that resembles Sarah walking around the hallway on the second floor and also lingering on the staircase. She has also been blamed for moving items around during the night. That seems typical of with with ghost uh from when we you know first started this it, it was it was a reoccurring occurrence where um stuff would get moved from one spot right. to the other yeah or whatnot so uh it says that some guests have even reported hearing a disembodied female voice in the hotel um, now I've watched a lot of scary movies in my days. Right. I could not actually tell you what a disembodied voice sounds like. I'm thinking it's something along the lines of like it's very faint, it's very almost almost a whisper almost, but there's no like it's almost like you know how like whenever you talk you 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 it's it's kind of um it's kind of involuntary but you kind of breathe out when you talk this is more of like you're breathing in while you talk that's basically how they're how they classify as a disembodied voice like you could try to you like even if you try to breathe in as you're speaking you know even when you yawn you're you know you're pushing air out anyway you know that's kind of right. that's, in, in a sense that's kind of what a disembodied voice is is where you're trying to breathe in and speak as, as of 
you know, breathing out and speak, which we do involuntarily anyway. Um, right. So, um, it disembodied, I just looked it up, and um, so it's separated from or existing without the body uh, of a sound lacking any obvious physical source. Hmm. Okay, so, so my theory's wrong. <laughs> that would just be that would just be somebody talking and nobody being there. Pretty is much, what that yeah. means. Trying to use these fancy I know, right? words. Just like no one's there. <laughs> but but at the same time, Sarah right? owned. She's the former owner. So maybe the moving around of the items is maybe it's like, well, you know, I own this place still. Maybe she feels like she still owns it, and maybe she wants to put things where she wants them to go. Maybe that maybe that's the right. uh, the uh, reasoning behind some of the maneuverings of items, you know. Yeah, it would definitely seem like Sarah is keen to keep an eye on the property, even though she's passed right. away. It, it kind of goes hand in hand. So, you know, even like I mean, because obviously, if you have something of value, you would want to make sure that it's protected, especially. Like you know, I guess this is why so many people have life insurance policies. They want to make sure that their family's taken care of after they're gone. You know, maybe her right. spirit didn't feel like her property would have been taken care of, maybe, and she stuck around to make sure that everything didn't, you know, go awry or anything like that. Which Illinois Historic, you know, Preservation Agency obviously kept it to where it could still be considered you know, a place to go and eat and sleep kind of still open in a sense. And it, and it isn't the same. It isn't the same. It's not the same thing in terms of, you know, what it once was, obviously, because again, this is 1820. This is, you know, 2020. So 200 years later, this place is still, you know, gone on and popping right now. So, you know, right. which I don't like me. When's the last time someone has seen this woman? You know, has it been a long time because the hotel is doing so much better than what it once did? You know, maybe she stuck around when it was doing bad business. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's, maybe she's there, but she doesn't let herself be seen as much because it's being ran so well. You know, is there, is that a possibility as well? You know, but anyway. All right, so let's go ahead and we'll yep. jump on to the, to, to the next one. This is Original Springs Hotel, and I'm going to butcher the hell out of this. Uh, Ocal, Ocal, Ocalville? Ocalville? Uh, I'm going to say Ocalville. Okay, we'll go that. In Ocalville, Illinois. Now, in the later part of the 19th century, Ocalville was known for its mineral springs, which were thought of thought to have a very positive impact on general health and well-being in 1980 i'm sorry in 1867 a local businessman decided to capitalize on this unique uh, property of the springs by establishing the first bathhouse and spa in the town it unfortunately burned down in 1891 and was replaced by the current building the original springs hotel in 1893 the hotel and spa have operated ever since, although it has passed through a number of different owners. One of the owners, Tim Rogers, died in his room upstairs in 1962. However, it is it is not him the guests have reported seeing, but rather 
a lady in a white dress circa early 1900s. She is regularly seen sitting on the second floor balcony, but her face is always obscured by her hat. On the handful of occasions, she has also been seen looking out the window and even standing at the end of the guest bed. Whew. Yeah. Huh. Okay, now that would that would freak right. me out if I woke up and there was just somebody standing at the right. end of my bed. That's that, that's some scary that, that that that's some that's some creepy pasta shit. You know, that's the whole you know the, the whole story of the rake. You know, um, we're we're eventually gonna do an episode on creepy pastas. We have to. I'll I'll I'll, I'll cue you up on, on on a few of them. But yeah, yeah, many different owners. You know, like they said, have have passed through. Uh, you know which i find funny that they they talk about tim rogers dying in his in, in 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 the room however they don't see him why bring him up if he's not even a part of the whole equation to begin with you know was this lady in white someone that knew tim rogers did this lady in white have something to do with tim rogers death you know is that a possibility um Oh, you know, um, but it says that she's regularly seen sitting on the second floor balcony, but her face is always obscured by a hat. hat. Now you're thinking this is 1900s. You know, you had those big hats. You know, the church lady hats. You know, you put the hat down in front. Um, you, you, you know, you know what kind of hats I'm talking about, right? The ones that got the like the around the top. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, very Southern Belle almost. Even though this is Illinois. Um, so yeah, very very creepy. Um, and it says on a handful of occasions. I don't care if it's just if it happened just one time. I'm not staying at this place. This, you know, I don't want to be, you know, just sitting there. All of a sudden, I feel something move. I open my eyes, and there's some lady in, in a white dress looking at me while I'm sleeping. That, mm-mm, no, 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 I don't think that's scary right. shit. Hey, that would freak me out even if it was my wife. <laughs> right? <laughs> my son did that one time. I'm I'm laying in bed. I'm I'm asleep. I'm dead to the world of sleep. And all of a sudden, like my son, you know, he got up out of his bed and he'll he'll start off sleeping in his own bed. But then about two, three o'clock in the morning, he'll wake up and then he'll just crawl in bed. There was one time like he crawled in bed and he's like like an inch away from my face and he just goes, Dang. I'm like, ah! you know, scared the shit out of me. Almost punched him. Didn't mean to, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that shit's that shit's scary, man. Because you, 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 it's, it's like the feeling that you're being watched. I think that is the one eerie feeling. Even though, even if no one else is watching you, you know, you that even that that feeling of like, oh, someone's watching me, or I don't like being because some people a don't like to be stared at, and b, you know, anytime someone's staring at you, it's either one of two things. They're trying to size you up to fight you, or they think they know who you are, but they they don't know how to approach you. You know what I'm saying? So either that or right. they're nervous to talk. But anyway, all right, uh, you got the next one. Uh, yeah, next up, we're going to talk about the Hunley House in Carbondale, and Illinois. we're back. Uh, right. Uh, so the Hunley House in Carbondale is the site of an unsolved murder from 1928. Ooh. Um, I am intrigued already. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, so it says that former mayor Jay Chase Hunley and his wife Luella were shot in their own home. And the only suspect was Hunley's son, but he was never charged. Okay. Huh. May have to do a yeah, little research I'm on this one. Yeah, definitely looking that up. 
Um, so it says guests and residents have been reporting paranormal activity for several decades. It is said that the porch swing allegedly swings on its own when there is no wind. Uh, maybe that's the, the ground shifting, uh, leveling out. Yeah, I mean, shit like that happens and you don't even think twice right. about that. Uh, but it says that pots and pans also bang in the kitchen. Lights turn off and on by themselves and doors open and close on their own. That's a little harder to explain. Yeah. Um, but also, the are these apparitions, is it the mayor and his wife? Could, could they be the ones sitting on that swing as it swings? You know, maybe reminiscing. They could be. It doesn't say anything about apparitions. So nobody has said that they've seen. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. It, 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 it's interesting to me that the only suspect was the Hunley's son, but he was never charged. So you got to think, this is all the way back in 1928. So obviously, right. DNA evidence wasn't used. Forensic stuff wasn't, you know, being used. It's not like CSI today or bones or something like that you know like crime scene investigation has come such a long way since the 1920s so you know if i mean if you use i'm sure if you use today's technology and go back you know you know a little less than you know 100 years ago you could probably figure out what happened you know pretty much easily like, oh this is a clear-cut case of murder or now i'm starting to think okay well how did the mayor and his wife die? What did, was were they killed by their son? Was there a third person there that killed him? Did, is this a is this a is this a Chris Benoit type situation of a double of a of a murder suicide? You know, did the wife kill the husband? Was the wife cheating? You know, you know, there's so many different questions and so many different theories that you can composite. You know, but at the same time, it's like that little detail. You know that they threw out there about the unsolved murder could all these different apparitions i'm sorry could all these uh different paranormal um events take place because the murder has yet to be solved and there's it's still in link it's still in in limbo almost as to why it hasn't been solved you see what i'm saying like could that be the reason yeah so so it says it says here that uh, on December 12, 1928, two murders were committed in the historic home in Carbondale. And those who have lived there and worked in the place since then have come to believe that the spirits of the dead still linger. Um, mm. So John Charles Hunley was a prominent, wealthy citizen of Carbondale at the time of his death. He had been the mayor of the city from 1907 or in 1907 and 1908 and enjoyed many friendships and business acquaintances throughout the area. But Hunley's life had not always been perfect. In fact, in 1893, he had committed murder. And that time Hunley had killed a music teacher in town, but was acquitted by a jury after, after pleading the unwritten law, meaning that he had murdered the man who had been sleeping with his wife. Oh, wow. What? Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. What? Uh, so the incident led... Yes. Uh, so the incident led him to divorcing his wife, which caused bitter feelings between him and his son, Victor, although the problem between them had been supposedly 
settled years before the elder Hunley's death, some witnesses have claimed that the quarrel continued and this led Victor to becoming the chief suspect in the murder of his father. Okay. All right. So it says that, that uh, Hunley remarried a few years later in 1915 and he and his wife Luella purchased a lot on the corner of Maple and Main Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Luella was the daughter of Ruffin Harris, one of the founders of the city of Heron and the owner of numerous coal mines in the region. She was the sister of George Harrison, president of Heron's first national bank. And she was said to have had been an accomplished musician and very involved in local charity work. Perhaps for these reasons, she was regarded as having no enemies, which had made her murder all the more puzzling. Wrong uh, place, wrong time, maybe. Mm, I mean that. I mean that's, that's crazy. The, I mean that's the yeah. obvious thing. I mean for her, I would say wrong place, wrong time. You know, like how many people, you know, senselessly, you know, get killed. You know, being wrong place, wrong time. And it's, it's sad and it's tragic. Um, you know, but also, but at the same time, it's like you know, damn. So, so the so the former mayor killed somebody. <laughs> Holy shit. That's what it says. So it says he was he was apparently murdered first, and uh, they found his body in an upstairs bedroom, dressed only in his nightshirt and socks, and he had been shot six times from behind by a forty-five caliber caliber revolver. Ouch! Uh, yeah, his face had been ripped apart as the bullets exited his head. Oh my! Oh my God! How did his head not blow up like a damn watermelon? Like, what? Well, that's crazy, dude. Uh, so, so then it says that his wife was actually killed downstairs. Uh, she'd been shot twice in the back of the head and once in the heart. Uh, she had been shot in the rear stairwell, uh, up which she had apparently started to climb in order to aid her husband. Her body had rolled on into the kitchen and a pencil was resting next to her left hand. An unfinished letter on the table in an adjoining room was mute evidence of what she was doing when she was alarmed by the shots of her that, that killed her husband. According to the newspaper reports, police officers called the neighbors across the street who heard the shots being fired, arrived at the scene of the crime when within minutes chief of police joe montgomery told the press the following morning that robbery seemed to be the most likely motive for the murders even though the house was not disturbed when officers arrived the only evidence that pointed to a robbery of the house which contained valuable artwork expensive furnishings and a large amount of cash was the discovery of an empty pocketbook on the floor near Luella Henley's body. Mm. Um, here, here's my thing. And, and it just, this just might be my own theory here. You shoot somebody in the back six times in the back of the head and then you shoot somebody you shoot somebody in the back of the head once, they're dead. 
you shoot him again in the back of the head and then you shoot him in the heart that's that's personal man I mean if someone just wants to rob bam one shot he's down oh he'll bleed out you know get the shit that you want to get oh someone else is here she's a witness bam one shot done dead grab the shit and go that's robbery no getting shot six times twice in the back of the head yes that is very much personal so with that being said you kind of lean a little bit toward the sun maybe the sun did have something to do with the murders you know um jesus man i don't Chip, this this <laughs> this went from the hauntings up to wow uh, unsolved mysteries apparently. <laughs> anyway, hey, bruh. hey, you know what though? That does give me an idea for a future episode. Um, we're gonna try to crack some mysteries. I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, hey, I'm, I'm down with, with it. Yeah. All right, let's let's go on to the next one. Let's go on to the next one. All right. Um. And I'm going to butcher this name, too, and I apologize, too. Um, the Choate. I want to say it's Choate, Choate, something like that. Um, uh, it could be the Choate. I don't know. I'll just say Choate because it sounds like it could be that. Uh, the Choate Mental Health Center in Anna, Illinois. Now, when the when the Choate Mental Health Center opened in 1875, it was known as a Southern Hospital for the Insane. The hospital had, excuse me, the hospital had quite a run of bad luck over the years. A fire destroyed one wing of the main building in 1881. Then another fire took out a larger section of the hospital in 1895. It is not clear if someone died in those fires, but the property has been rumored to be haunted by a number of different entities for a number of years even while the hospital was still in operations. Visitors and passersby have seen apparitions, shadowy figures, and ghostly faces in the windows. There is one particular story of a patient being attacked by what he could only describe as a devil dog in his room. When the orderlies turned on the lights, there was nothing there, but the man had scratches all over his body. There are also reports of people. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there is also reports of people being being unseen hand. Oh, so let me. I don't know if they worded that correct incorrectly, or I'm reading it wrong. Probably I'm reading it wrong. There were also reports of people being unseen hands while down in the tunnels that connect to various buildings. Hmm. Yeah, the devil dog thing is kind of a, you know. Anytime I hear devil dog, I think military things, you know. Um, but when you think when they say yeah. devil dog, like if we and if we're talking about that type of devil dog, I think of Cerebus, the three-headed dog that guards the gates of Hades or whatever, or guards the gates of hell in old that that that's uh Greek mythology right there. Um but yeah, um but anytime you, you're dealing with mental patients and things like that, it's always different, you know, because a lot of them have different, you know, because you hear a lot about haunted places um, involving insane asylums, you know, where where the where it's like, you know, they you know, where lumbotomies are taking place and you know different things like that. Um, 
Yeah, but you, you, have, you ever have you ever had that happen to you before? Like you go to sleep and then you wake up and it's like, how did I get that scratch on my arm or or like how did I get this bruise on my knee? Like it happens to me a little bit sometimes. Amy will look at me and she's like, Talon, where'd you get that uh, bruise on your arm? I look at my arm. I'm like, I don't know. You know, hell, I probably got it wrestling or something. Or hey, I probably got it. I probably rolled out of bed and hit my hit my elbow on the on the on the coffee table or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that one's very interesting. Um, and, and the fires. I mean, you would think. I mean, you would think if they had two major fires, one that destroyed one wing of the main building and one that destroyed an even larger section of the hospital in 1881 and 1895, you would think that someone died in those fires you know especially if it, yeah especially yeah, if the hospital so. was still in operation you would think that um so maybe the apparitions shadowy figures and the ghostly faces could be the patients that were uh patients that were died that have died in the fire you know could you still smell burning wood or flesh or things like things of that nature you know so all right so you got the next one bubble Uh, yeah, so next up is uh, Lebanon Road. Uh, Lebanon Road in Collinsville, uh, Illinois. So uh, Lebanon Road certainly does not seem like a rather terrifying stretch of road. Or it certainly does seem like a rather terrifying stretch of road. One of the most unique features of the road is that it has seven railway bridges passing over it which are locally referred to as the seven gates of Ooh. hell yeah oh uh, so it's there's an urban legend that circulates in the local area stating that if someone passes underneath all seven bridges at midnight they will pass into a portal leading to hell itself each of the seven bridges is also supposed to be guarded by the Service. hounds of hell uh, one of the scariest of the bridges is the one known as Acid Bridge. The legend is that some teenagers were high on acid when they lost control of their car and flipped over the edge of the bridge <clears throat> into the shallow creek below where they all died instantly. People say that they feel particularly uneasy on this bridge and have strange feelings mm -hmm. while there. Um... There are also cold spots and weird, unexplained noises. Although, to be fair, none of the seven bridges looks particularly right. welcoming. You know, going over a bridge itself is scary enough as it is. You know, um, you know, because you, you know, because we have in the city of Chattanooga, we have four bridges that pretty much connect the uh, the, the uh, from downtown Chattanooga to the North Shore. You know, we got the Old Jotty Bridge. Uh, Market Street Bridge, Veterans Bridge, and then we have the Walking Bridge. You know, which is just not for cars; it's just us to walk. Right. You know, yeah. The, there the, you go, the Walking Street Bridge. Street. I knew it had a name. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for it to go to a portal that leads to hell itself, you know, I mean, it's it. It might be plausible. I mean, I mean, you could could you. Could you see? I mean, could could you actually go to there? I mean, do they represent that? Do they represent the seven gates of hell? And I don't know why, but I always thought there were nine gates. But anyway, um, uh, 
I was um because yeah, remember there was sure there was that Johnny Depp movie, The Ninth Gate, and it was about it was it was about hell. Um, long long time ago, I always I always thought there was nine gates of hell. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm supposed to be the, I'm supposed to be the Christian. I'm supposed to know these things. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I I backslid a lot. But anyway, um, you know, but just the, the scariest bridge being the acid bridge of the kids who died on acid. Um, I mean acid. Yeah, acid makes you think very crazy things. I don't think you should be driving when you're on acid, you know. But then again, there was that one uh, baseball player that pitched a pitched a perfect game while he was on acid. So obviously, you could do some things. But you know, it's you know, could that could could those spirits of them of the teenagers still be there haunting? Are are they the are they the uneasy voices, the disembodied voices? That you hear, you know, um, screaming obscenities or whatever the case may be, you know, could that be the reason? The cold spots and the unexplained. I mean, because it, 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 it clearly specifies weird, unexplained noises. Um, so obviously, yeah. I mean, you've been on acid, you're gonna say see, see some weird shit, um, <laughs> you know, very much because apparent because acid, you know, it ignite it, it ignites the pineal gland in your brain and it basically uh it basically the, your your body releases a chemical called dimethyltryptamine and it's supposed to give you it's basically dimethyltryptamine is what is what makes you trip um but dimethyltryptamine is also um they call it a they call it the god particle it's it's basically it's like the connection it's basically your spiritual connection between this world and the other world is when they talk about it's like because you can tell you can basically take dmt and you can concentrate it um and you can you know it it could be in a powder form it could be in a smoke form whatever and if you ingest it or smoke it in any way shape form you basically have the same trip as if you was like tripping on mushrooms or any other type of psychedelic uh uh drug but at the same time but at the same time, okay. DMT, because our own body produces DMT, it, we produce it in our liver, we produce it in our lungs. Um, but we don't we don't produce too much of it because if we produce too much of it, we, we would be literally tripping balls all day long. But it's also found in other animals like um, it, it, it's found in snakes, it's found in rats, um, it's found in different plants, it's found in different uh areas obviously magic mushrooms and things like that shrooms and things like that um but they actually look at and i've I've learned about this um that when you look at um the brain of a I, i can't remember what type of snake that they were referring to but if you look at the the brain of a this particular snake and you look like where the brain, you know how like you've seen the human brain, how the human brain separates into two different parts. There's a gl- there's a gland oh, right yeah. there in the middle. And when they studied this gland in this particular snake, the gland had a cornea, a retina, and a lens. It was basically a third eyeball that this snake had. And they said, okay, well, this may be this may be um, a one in a million chance. Let's test other snakes or other animals. And then they found that other snakes and other reptiles and other animals had the same type of pineal gland. Um, and you've heard of the story about the third eye, you know, different things like that. That's where the concept. That's where the concept comes from. Of your third eye, it's having the ability for the DMT to 
maybe you produce more DMT than other people. So you're able to maybe see, not, not see into the future or anything like that, but you know, it's more of less like more of a conscious type thing. Like you're more at peace with yourself and your understanding of the world more. You're not as naive and easily tricked as some people, you know, you're very, as the kids say today, woke, but you're woke in a natural sense as in terms right. of woke in a, you know, the, the whole, the whole thing of, I think Denzel Washington one time said it best that if you, uh, and I'm not turning this into, into any political bullshit, but he once made the comment that says, um, if you watch the news, if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed, but if you watch the news, you're misinformed, you know, and a lot of people took that quote as to say, oh, Denzel Washington must have a higher level of dimethyltryptamine in his body because he's woke in that sense, which anybody could, you know, have that same thought even without the elevated levels of dimethyltryptamine in the system but yeah if you when you when you get a chance look right. up dimethyltryptamine i don't know how to spell it but just look up dmt and you know uh, joe rogan talks about it a lot on his podcast uh, there's other ones uh there's other people who talk about it um rashad evans former ufc fighter talks about it mike mike tyson talks about it um uh it's technically illegal to use um, it's it's a schedule. I think they said it's a schedule one drug, um, pretty much the same as marijuana, um, but it's actually more. I put, put it to you like this way: you know, you know how they always say, you know, smoking marijuana, you know, it, it puts you in a certain sense. But if you eat marijuana in terms of an edible, what that does is that it turns the marijuana into um, this thing called. Uh, I can't think of the exact scientific term for it, but it makes the marijuana five times more psychoactive than if you was going to smoke it, which is, and that in and of itself still isn't as potent as if you would smoke or ingest DMT. DMT is basically what they say is the God particle that connects you in the spirit, you on the earthly realm to whatever the spiritual world is next so sorry i, I didn't mean to go on a crazy tirade about that but i, I got to thinking about it and I'm ha i had to share some information so i apologize no 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 yeah. you're good you're good uh it's always good to be informed uh and that's what we Absolutely. like to do on this podcast the research that you can find of it and it's the the research itself is very very easily easy to find um but obviously because it's illegal, they can't do any particular testing because the substance is illegal and it's very hard to get a hold of. But there are places you can get a hold of it. I don't know any. I'm just saying. Anyway, so let's go on to the very next one. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, the very next one is um, Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. Did we skip over one? Did we skip over All one? All right. I think, yeah, I think we skipped over uh, Robinson Wood. Oh. We did. Oh, we did. Okay. No, if you go, want ahead. To go ahead and take that one. Oh, no, no. I'm going to let you talk about the next one because I know I know why you want to talk about the next one. So I'll do and do this one. All right. So, Rob, so Robinson yeah. Woods in Chicago. Let me go back and check something. Okay. Sorry. Robinson Woods in Chicago. Let's be honest. The forest is a tedious uh, place and it's quite creepy most of the time, especially after dark. So imagine just how more spooky a bona fide haunted forest could be. Rumor has it that this land is actually cursed. The land was acquired by Mr. by a Mr. Robinson following a treaty with three local Native American tribes. At first, 
Robinson seems to have some decent luck on his side, but it wasn't long before his luck seemed to run out, leaving him plagued by misfortune. His home was destroyed by fire, which ended all his family's claim to the property, meaning that it reverted back being a, a park district property. That's when things got weird. <laughs> That's when things got weird. Three people were strangled. Just, just then is when let things me, got let me, weird. Let me break this down. Three people were strangled and left lying naked in a ditch on his property. The crime, sorry, the crime remained. The crimes remained unsolved until 1994. Around the same time, visitors to the area began to report various strange occurrences, including weird lights, sounds, and smells. Reporters were made from reports were made from runners, kids playing out in the woods, and even police who had been called in to investigate. There are often reports of tom-tom drums being played, which fits the property that fits with the property since there are Indian burial grounds on the site. There are also been reports of sounds that reminisce sawing wood. Yeah. Three people were strangled and left naked dead in a ditch. That that's some that's some yeah. psycho bill shit right there. Um, but you know, when you hear people, you know, the weird lights, the sounds, the smells of different things, um, hearing the tom-tom drums, and you, you like we've talked about this on previous episodes, you know, when you disturb somebody's burial ground, that's something that's like, ooh, even if you mean to do, even if you don't mean to do so, if you don't have an intent to do it, that's still very much like, okay, I, maybe I need to get the fuck out of here, because these Indians, you know, the, the, these Native right. Americans, I don't mean to say Indians, I apologize, these Native Americans, um, you know, you know, basically pretty much like when the fire destroyed the man's house, the property is just reverted back to being the park district property. Um, when in actuality, it could have, it's, it still probably should have been the natives property, but that's for a different discussion. Um, but yeah, when, but when you hear the, the top, the, 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 the sawing of the wood, you know, were they building a cabin in the woods? You know, is, is this one of those situations? Um, so yeah, that one, that one was a, a but that was a strange one. <laughs> so we'll go with that. One. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I know you wanted to talk about this one because it's kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a little near it and is. dear to me. Um, that's, that's why I kind of breezed over the other one on accident. Oh, okay. I apologize. Um, so, so next up is the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. Hey, a picture of it. it looks All right. massive. And I'm, 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 I'm going to assume this, picture was taken back in the back in the 1930s or 1940s because it looks very very old by you know. uh, it looks yeah um and you still can book uh, a room here at the congress right. plaza hotel uh so it was built back in 1893 and has been dubbed the landmark of hospitality in Suck chicago um, it has a long history with paranormal activity and is said to be home to a classic poltergeist style Ooh. haunting. For almost as long as the hotel has been open, guests and staff alike have reported strange noises coming from the hotel ballroom. Um, so the many hallways 
are also commonly the site of unexplained activity. Appliances all over the hotel are said to turn on and off on their own violation, and guests have claimed to see apparition of the hotel's former owner, Mr. Al mm-hmm. Capone. That's right. Um, so, however, although arguably the most famous ghost to inhabit the hotel, Al Capone is not the one who most of the sightings relate hmm. to. In fact, as much a much bleh, sorry, I can't talk right now. Uh, in fact, a much more common report is from a ghost or a guest who sees a ghostly gloved hand sticking out of the wall. Hmm. Okay. Can you imagine that? Just walking by and there's this uh, see-through yeah. hand sticking out right. of the wall. Uh, that that would be a little... Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. but knowing me, I'd be like, hey man, what's up? You know, give it a little clap and then it's like, oh wait, no, maybe I shouldn't have done that. No, help me, you know. Yeah. Right. So, um, they, they have dubbed this the Hand of Mystery. Uh, the story goes that a construction worker somehow managed to get trapped behind some drywall when the property was being built and ended up being walled in. The hand is all that has been able to to free from its final resting place and is doomed to wave for all of an eternity in an attempt to get some hmm. help. Interesting. Um, now, I don't know... Uh, a whole lot about building places, uh, but I do know that drywall uh, is easily broken. Yeah, if you ever lived in a trailer park, you know drywall can break. <laughs> you know. Um. So I say that to say, how did this construction worker? Just get walled up behind a piece right. of sheetrock. Was he, it was it uh, maybe was he in a confined space and he couldn't maybe build up enough energy to hit the drywall with enough force? Maybe was his leg stuck? Could he not generate any power? I don't know. It's interesting. I see. There's. Uh, I don't know. Um. So uh, it says another commonly spotted ghost is known as. Egg Leg Johnny. <laughs> he is said to be the spirit of a hobo who was murdered in the building several years ago. So, uh, so is, does he just have a wooden leg? Peg leg? Is he? Is he? Is he? Does he look like I, Seamus from Family Guy? Like, I mean, what, what does this guy look like? You know, that's strange. Yeah. You know, I figured you'd want to talk about this one, um, saying that they've seen apparitions of uh, the one and only Mr. Al Capone, uh, probably one of the most yeah. notorious, if not the most notorious gangsters. Um, cause, but really, Chicago was Chicago was Al Capone's city, you know, at, at one point, because he had so much money, he could, he could buy off anybody, you know, the judges, the police, the attorneys, like, he was, you know, he was, he was literally untouchable, you know, um, and it wasn't even really that he could buy off people. It was people were afraid of what he 
could and would right it was isn't there like an old there's an old story i can't remember i, I want to say it was al capone i might be wrong it might be it might be another one of the classical gangsters from the history um that if al capone heard that you were a traitor he wouldn't even ask you he wouldn't even question it he would just straight up kill you without even if you did even if you were treacherous or uh you know lying or whatever like even if you didn't do anything wrong if he had heard even a small rumor that you could turn on him or go to the feds or snitch he would kill you like without even hesitation you know and he would always do it with his signature uh, uh signature stiletto knife you know you know you hear the t- and then next thing you know cecilia necktie you know um you know which right. you which um al capone you know, that was back in the, uh, that was back, yeah, that was back in the, uh, the 1930s, 1940s. Um, yeah. Um, yes. and then he ended up going, I think he ended up going to Alcatraz for his crimes and things like that. Um, yes, he went to Alcatraz yeah, for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then um, died of syphilis, I think, is what, what they said. Um, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Al Capone. Yeah. Like, and if you think about all the, all the, all the classical movies that have been made, you know, about gangsters and you think of, Al Capone and you think of all the other one you think I think I can't remember what it was it was a, it was a documentary that came on Netflix uh, and I think Johnny Lugua, Johnny Lugrado was uh, the one who they were talking to where he would talk about St. Valentine's Day Massacre and how that whole thing was constructed and pretty much going like step by step like the planning out of it like it's it's on Netflix I'll have to find out uh, which I think I think it's called I think it's called the massacre or, or something like that. I had to I had to look it up on Netflix. I'll send you right. I'll send you some info about it. Um, but anyway, so the next one that we're going to talk about is Showman's Showman's Rest, and this is also in the city of Chicago. Uh, relatively short one, but we'll get through this. Uh, it says that Showman's Rest is an interesting spot within Woodlawn Cemetery in Illinois. In 1918, there was a horrific train wreck involving a circus, involving a, involving a circus train. A conductor on another train apparently fell asleep, causing his train to plow into a circus train, killing somewhere between 60 to 110 circus employees and some of the circus animals. The victim, yeah, the victims oh. are buried in a mass grave in this corner of the cemetery which has been simply known as showman's rest since many of the circus performers names were not known the markers say things like baldy unidentified male or four horse driver these days showman's rest is used is still used as a burial ground for circus folk and showmen there have been many reports of paranormal activity here but one of the most common is the sound of a phantom elephant being heard in the dead of the night. And the actual photo that they have, um, uh, um, the photo that they provided for us on hauntedrooms.com is a gravestone with an elephant on top of it. And I'm sure that probably took, I'm I'm sure that took some sweet time in reference to make a gravestone that looks that immaculate. I mean, it, it looks beautiful. Um, hope my gravestone looks that good one day um but yeah i mean okay. see and we again like this is going all the way back to episode three for us you know how we 
like to go to zoos and aquariums and take our kids and you know we're we're, we're we are enthusiasts of you know different animal stuff and to hear that some of these animals and yeah. a lot and the performers are you know anywhere between 90 to 110 you know employees of the circus unfortunately lost their lives in this wreck um and the animals as well and even you know because but then again i mean the circus in some respects especially in the year 2020 with everything going on i mean it's it's more of a dying medium now you know with with everything going on as far as with PETA and animal organizations talking about treatment of animals and things like that you know right we don't. Huh? okay well give me a few more minutes okay all right love you sorry about that y'all um but yeah i mean but when you, you you're walking by and in the dead of the night you just hear the uh the uh, the trumpet of a yeah, yeah but all right all right love you thank you sorry about that y'all um but yeah like you would hear the, the 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 sound of the elephant in the middle of the night you know like out of nowhere like we could be just walking casually by this place and i was like oh there's a graveyard oh that's sad yeah so many dead people what the, what the fuck was the, like it could freak you out if you heard something like that going by a graveside or something you know but anyway. right yeah all right well we'll uh we'll push on and go into the last one um next up we're going to talk about um hotel baker mm-hmm. hotel baker is located in saint charles uh illinois yeah uh, picture and by the way yes and, and yes uh you can still book a room in this hotel so um it is a hotel uh it is a charming hotel that has been in business since around 1926 okay. um Colonel Baker built the hotel. Excuse me. Uh, Colonel Baker built the hotel on the site of an old mill, uh, and it was constructed with the working hydroelectricity facility, a radio station, a rose garden, and a parking garage. Since the Colonel had a dream of creating a luxurious hotel where guests could escape for some serious relaxation. Okay. Uh, Day the hotel has much of the same ethos and many of the original pieces of furniture are still in place. The furnishings are not the only things that have hung around. There are also plenty of ghosts. All right. So the hauntings at Hotel Baker can perhaps be attributed to the fact that a former chambermaid committed suicide while working at the hotel by drowning herself in the nearby Fox River after being jilted at the altar. Uh, And yeah, and what that means is she was left Mm. at the altar and uh, the man she was supposed to marry never showed up. Uh, So her quarters would have originally been on the sixth floor, although that part of the hotel has now been converted into the penthouse mm. suite. Yeah. Let these rich people deal with her. Right? However, <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So, um, however, there uh, those who have stayed in the penthouse have reported hearing disembodied voices within the suite, and have even felt some unseen force tugging on their bed while they're laying mm. in the bed at night. Man, that's yeah. 
Yeah, you, I, I, I'm I'm stingy with my cover. You're gonna pull like, Mm-mm, no, get the fuck away from me. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, but, I mean, right? you kind of, this is kind of like what we with about another one that we talked about earlier. Although she was in love and she, you know, her husband died or whatever, you know, she got left at the yeah. altar, man. Like that's like you can't be like no like my god like i would like i i would hate to hear anything like that happening to somebody you know the fact that you know this woman like she finally found the love of her life it's going to be great they're going to have a long lasting marriage they're going to have a family and then he ghosts you and then you feel somewhat alone at that point you know you went through all this and now you're alone you know and i'm sure she had family there you know she had some type of a support system to help her get through but some people that's just not enough you know and maybe she you know is that you know could that be the spirit that haunts the sixth floor you know and that the fact that she you know maybe she's struggling and tugging like that was the bed maybe she's tugging on the bedding saying that was the bed we were supposed to be in get out of our bed you know or something along those lines you know so yeah right it's it's different you know um so after all of the ones that we just talked about, and we've talked about a lot of ones on this episode, I think this is probably the the longest episode that we've done currently. Um, uh, of of a yeah, haunting of, of yes, I would say this is probably the longest of uh, the hauntings of series right. so far. So out of the, out um, of all fifteen that we talked about thus far. Um, and I know it's hard to pinpoint exactly one particular. Which one did you find the most interesting? Which which couple of them did you find the most interesting? Um. So so definitely the um, the Al Capone right one. Uh, just because I'm I'm hugely infatuated with um, Al Capone and the uh, the gangster. Uh, Ways, I, I guess you would say, right. for lack of a better term. Um, so there was that one, um, and then I would have to say probably next up for me was um, the Rose Hotel, uh, and then the uh, what was it, the Crenshaw House? No. Not the Crenshaw House. The uh, uh, Hunley Hunley, Hunley Manor House. was yeah, it? Hunley House. The one, yeah, the Hunley House. That one, uh, just because I, I learned. I mean, you know, we went in a little deep on that one with the the murder of um, Mayor Hunley and his uh, second wife and yeah. and all that. So that one was interesting, and I I think I may still do a little more research. Um, yeah about right. that one uh, yeah for me so. um obviously um the, the uh let me slide back down here so i can find it. i'm sorry um the congress plaza hotel uh that, with the people seeing the apparitions of al capone uh showman's rest right. i thought that i thought that was a pretty interesting one um um just because it talks about you know like you know you hear the elephant in the middle of the night you know and about you know circus performers and things like that like you know that's the one that i found interesting um lebanon road was a pretty interesting one we're talked about the gates of hell 
uh, or the, 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 the uh, you know the, the, right. the seven gates of hell, like the railroads represent that. And the Hunley House again was one that I really found interesting because again, like we, we, what you said a minute ago, we delved deep into it. Another one that I that I that I enjoyed the Elmwood Cemetery, um, where they, we talked about uh, Violin Annie um, and how you know the violin you know lull people maybe to come see you know this uh this this grave or whatever or maybe distances people away or whatever you know so this episode right. i mean we got a lot in this episode um uh probably 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 the one where we probably went the most in depth with as far as different places um because there have been some episodes where we've only had like five on the main list and then we had to actually do research to do get other uh do extra extra yeah. research yeah um, but but with this one i mean it pretty much provided us with everything that we would need and even after they gave us these 15 ones there's also another link where you can look at haunted places just in the city of chicago you know and right that in and of itself was you know you know like like i'm clicking on it right now and i'm not going to go through all of them obviously um but yeah you be, they, they just here there's nine places in chicago um the original ford theater is one that you know we didn't get a chance to talk about uh we, we, we talked about congress plaza hotel um just a minute ago and that was one that we talked about um Oh, hold on. Hey, before we get out of here, hold on one second, because because this is one and I know we have to go, but Bubba, we have got to talk about this. I'm sorry. The A the H. H. Right. Holmes murder castle. You you know you know, you know H. H. Holmes, okay. right? Henry How Henry Howard Holmes? The faith the, the, the yes. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I'll go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, H.H. H. Holmes was the alias of Herman Webster um, Mudgett. He was a notorious serial killer in America in, in the 1800s. In 1886, he moved to Chicago and eventually opened the World's Fair Hotel. The hotel pretty much spanned three blocks, and it was a hotel that they labeled the Murder Castle because they had rooms that didn't that you that could only be locked one way or another there was staircases that went nowhere uh there was you know, you know walls would move all these different things and it said that ghost hunters have actually frequented this place several times and every time that they've went there they have seen at least one to three apparitions at a time you know so huh. um because so many people died in that house um they said that it's funny because it says the size of the hotel, it says at least 20 people, if not countless more, died in this hotel at the hands of homes. The actual total number of deaths is is so many deaths they've lost count, but homes at homes persist that only 20 deaths have occurred. He's only copping to 20 of the deaths, even though hundreds of people have died in this place. So, yeah. yeah well, uh, so H.H. Um, H. Holmes, uh, he, w before he died, he confessed to 27 right. total murders. Yeah. Right. Um, 
only nine of which could be plausibly confirmed. So, yeah, he's, he was, I think, given, and I might be wrong about that one, you know, but he was basically labeled America's first serial killer, you know, and um, they were going to do like a docu-series or something like that. I can't remember if, I can't remember if they were going to release it in theaters, if it was going to be a Netflix thing where they were going to have Leonardo DiCaprio play Mr. A.J. Holmes um, and have a, you know, have something along those lines, you know, talking about it. And I, I don't know if they were going to call it, I don't know if they were going to call it Murder Castle or the murders of H.H. H. Holmes. I can't exactly remember exactly. Um, but yeah, dude, that didn't even, like, I was only, you know, messing around talking about, you know, the hotels and stuff and how there was nine more things that we could talk about. But man, yeah, when I seen H.H. Right. H. Holmes, I was like, bro, we got to pause and we got to talk about this one because this one's this one's on the up and up, you know, because a lot of people have heard disembodied voices and things like that. And this place, for all intents and purposes, exactly. was the home or at least the property that was owned by a serial killer. So, you know, it's interesting nonetheless, you know, um, but sorry oh, yeah. for that uh, little trip down um the nowhere back to where we are you here's the thing about me having adhd y'all we're gonna get to where we need to get to you just gotta take a few extra trips with we're gonna we're gonna complete you just gotta detour we're, with we're us gonna complete bit. the mission we gotta do a couple of these side quests first anyway <laughs> there's a video game reference <laughs> oh yeah all right yeah, next well on the haunt- with that well, being next said. time on the hauntings of we're gonna be talking about the state of indiana i think that's what's next uh and then yeah. I, and then that's, that's what's up I next. Was uh, that'll be in two weeks did you know yeah uh so so uh the hauntings of indiana will be in two weeks uh this coming monday i'm not positive what we have on the the list i don't have my calendar in either. front of me but um yeah uh so we'll let you know uh asap about that uh and then you know just we want to say uh a heartfelt thank you to um, everybody who is who has tuned in and is checking us out, is leaving you know the likes, the comments, the reviews on uh, iTunes and Google and Spotify. Um, everybody who's checked out the YouTube channel, checked us out on TikTok and Facebook and all that. We really do appreciate all the love and support that you have been giving us. Absolutely. I mean, it was it was back in August that we decided, hey, let's do this crazy thing. Let's just talk about weird shit and let's just go ahead and just do this podcast just to see what happens and now we're i think we have over i think two thousand listens total on all of our different platform all of our different platforms and all of our different uh yeah we're we're bumping up on the the three thousand listens with um you know a ton of people uh listening uh all the time like i said you know we really really appreciate it um you know we're, we're we're listened to in the United States and 15 different countries around the world. Uh, and just to think about that, it's it's unfathomable to me that um, so many people take the time out of their day to listen to us ramble about the stuff. Yeah, that we to enjoy. Think, yeah, to think that you there's know? a guy or, or a woman in Gulf Coast, Australia, who listens to us, even if it's even if it was just one episode where she was like, huh these guys talking about something interesting you know and it could be you know and whether we're talking right. about wrestling sports 
pop culture, movies, music, TV, haunting, haunted places, um, real life shit, family stuff, you know, you know, this again, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, this is our outlet. And with everything going on in the world, with everything that's just, we are doing our best to bring you guys some form of entertainment, some form of a, of a release, some form of a, not, I, I hate the term distraction, um, some form of just a way to just let go and just be and just ingratiate yourself with us, you know, talking and goofing off and, you know, spitting jokes and talking about stuff that we probably only know about 85% about, but that's just what we do. Um, so, yeah, so for, for that, right. we do thank you guys, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be able to do this. Um, you know, granted we're doing this, he's sitting in his attic. I'm sitting, you know, in the kitchen or right now I was currently sitting in my son's room because the kitchen's unavailable because we were moving. Um, that being said though, uh, we do thank you guys and uh, you know hopefully we'll be in the studio at the same time and we can keep that energy going and you know we'll figure out something for later on obviously um, we're still trying to worry about getting guests on the show we're still going to talk about we're, we're still going to get with people um, about projects that they're doing and things like that and um, you know there's a lot of things that we have in store so don't give up on us just yet okay um so again thank you guys for listening we love you we appreciate you guys chip hit them with the outro please do not leave without leaving a like comment share and subscribe on your favorite podcast Follow us on platform. all of our social media platforms facebook twitter instagram tiktok make sure you check us out on youtube go to our page hit that subscribe button and click that bell to get notified of our latest videos I am Talon Wizard. And this is Movement Ready.